I am so excited to be partnering with Kind. You can take 15% off of a single purchase with the code Sandra when you visit kindsnacks.com through December 31st, 2020. They have so many items on their website. So if you visit kindsnacks.com, you can get either nut bar or a thin or a mini energy bar or a protein bar and get that 15% off of your single purchase. They are doing amazing things through their Kind Foundation. So I'm so excited to be partnering with them. Take advantage of that 15% off today through December 31st, 2020 and enjoy. You're listening to Sweet Bites of Sandra with your host, Dr. Sandra Coltimidisi. Follow on Instagram at Sweet Bites of Sandra and Dr. Sandra Coltimidisi. You can also join our Facebook group at facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash Sweet Bites of Sandra. Have you ever heard of Audible? Well, I just started my free trial not too long ago, and it is awesome. My library now has The Meaning of Mariah Carey and Atomic Habits, an easy and proven way to build good habits and break bad ones by James Clear. So my Audible is on point. I know that you can get an Audible trial as well. Just head over to www.audibletrial.com forward slash Sweet Bites with Sandra and check it out. You just never know what you're going to find. They have a browser section where you find bestsellers and new releases and everything under the sun. So I hope you enjoy it. Take a chance and try Audible today. I am an affiliate, but I believe in what they're doing. So take a chance and try Audible and let me know exactly what you're listening to, whether it's a podcast or an audiobook. There's so much to discover on Audible. So enjoy and let me know what you find. Hi, I'm Sandra, and I'd like to invite you to subscribe and listen to my new podcast, Sweet Pipes with Sandra. Satisfy your entrepreneurial sweet tooth in each episode full of digital business tips, inspiring interviews, asides from my entertainment career, and rewards to celebrate your sweet success. Find Sweet Bites with Sandra on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. Hey everybody, Sandra Coltimidisi here. I hope you're having a great day. This is episode five of Sweet Bites with Sandra podcast. I am so glad that you're with me. And this episode is called Remix the Bite. And that is because I have a special guest with me today. Her name is Shannon Bex. You know her as a platinum recording artist as part of the group. Danity Kane. And so she will be on the podcast a little bit later, but let's talk about remixing your business. All right. Remix the bite. This episode, I call it a remix because obviously we're having Shannon on the episode, but we also are going to talk about repurposing your content. I have 10 ways to repurpose your content for your business. Number one, take your video and splice it up make your hour long video that maybe you've already put on YouTube, splice it up into different segments. That is a way to repurpose your content. And maybe somebody didn't have a chance to make it through an hour long video. Maybe you're going to give them just a taste, right? So splice up your video into smaller chunks. The second is add filters to old photos that makes them new. It makes people think, Oh, have I seen this photo before? You know, it makes everything have a different context when you add different filters. Number three, create a list, whether it's a checklist or a top 10 list, 
A lot of people love lists. I love lists. Um, one of the ones that I'm putting on my website, my blog, is a top 10 holiday movie list. Everybody loves that kind of list because it gets them in the mood. So you can take your top 10 list and make it into a top five, into a top three. That's already three ways to take just one piece of content and break it down into multiple pieces of content. Number four is create a poll and ask people what they think about your content. People love to give their opinion. Number five, utilize poll quotes from videos. You can also utilize your own signature quotes so that you're branding yourself as an expert in your field. Number six, make a video of you looking back at your content because there are so many people that are just brand new to you or your business. They may not have seen all the stuff that you've done in the past. So make a video about some of the stuff that you've done previously so that they're up to speed with who you are, what you're about, what your brand is about, where you've been and where you're going. And that's another way to repurpose your content. Number seven is ask your audience what one they like best. That's a great question. Pick a photo or a logo or some sort of content that you have two different versions of and ask them to choose, make them vote. It's the season of voting around here. So so I feel like that is one of the best ways to get engagement is to ask the question and have them give you their opinion. Number eight, create a video of you designing content. That is a great one. I love watching those kinds of videos. Number nine, create a tutorial about how you made that video. <laughs> and I just, I know it sounds funny, but you could create, you know, a behind the scenes video of your content and how you created it. And then you can go back and tell people in narrating the video, how you did what you did. That's two ways to have a design video that is a tutorial and like a breakdown tutorial. Number 10 is create something that's personalized for your audience. Okay. And that is talking directly to them. Do an IG live, do a Facebook live, do something where you are live to the camera, talking to your audience about your content. And that could just be like, Hey, this week I posted three blog posts. One was about my favorite food. One was a top 10 list. And one was a design tutorial. And talking directly to them where they can ask questions or engage with you with likes and comments and shares and thumbs ups and all of those things. That's another way to literally just talk to the camera and say, this is what I did this week and I, I'm sharing it with you and I hope you support it. So just a recap of those top 10 ways to repurpose your content. Number one, splice up your video. Number two, add filters to old photos. Number three, create a list or a checklist and then break that list down. Number four, create a poll for your audience to actually engage with you and tell you their responses. Number five, utilize poll quotes from your videos or signature quotes to yourself. Number six, make a video of you looking back at old content. Number seven, Seven, ask your audience to choose. Do they like number one or number two? Or do they like A or B? Number eight, create videos of you designing content. And then number nine, create a tutorial about that video. And then 10, talk directly to your audience and give them the heads up. Tell them exactly what you're doing and how they can support it. 
This is the holiday season, and I am so excited to bring you Course Sweetener, my online course program that takes your expertise and turns it into your very own online course. So go over to my website, www.sandracoltamedici.com, and take advantage of the 50% off price. Yes, I said it, 50% off from now until December 25th. Yes, Even on Christmas Day, if you are trying to find something for your loved one and you know that they have so much expertise that they just need to turn into an online course, this is the gift for them. Go over to my website, check it out, Course Sweetener, 50% off from now until December 25th. So let's take a call from one of our listeners. Hi there, I'm Madison from Santa Barbara, California wondering if you could tell me what I should have in my signature line of my email. Do I need a photo or just link? What is the standard nowadays? Thanks a lot. Madison, that is a great question. So a lot of people have asked me these days, what are we putting in our signature line on our email? So it's great to just go into if you have Gmail or Outlook or wherever your signature line lives and update it with whatever it is that is the most current information for yourself. You set it up so that you have standard things. Number one, your name so that people know how to spell it and also what you like to be called. If you have a Mrs. or Ms. or Mr. or Doctor or Professor or however you like to be addressed. The other is your title. If you have a title that you would like to use for your business, whether you're the CEO or COO or whatever it is that you like to be called, the other would be a contact line. So phone number, email. If you have a phone number that you have for work and then you have a mobile, you can include both, whichever is the the best way to get a hold of you. Another is a social. So if you have a social profile that you want people to be able to access, I would always put that in there as well. And then if you want to, you can add pronouns, whether you are using she, hers, or you know whatever you're comfortable with. So there are some gray areas, your projects, what you want to put out there. Sometimes you're in the works of a project and you don't want anybody to know about it. So maybe you don't put that in there yet. Or maybe you have a book that is being pre-sold definitely put that link in there. I always put a link to the podcast into my signature line. And I always put my website and at least a few socials so that people understand, you know, on different platforms, how they can reach me and how they can follow what I'm doing. So it really is up to you as far as that gray area, how much of your social profiles you put into your signature line. So if you are adding any social profiles, a website, any projects that you have coming out, make sure that you link them in your signature line so that people who do get your email are able to click through and see all of the projects that you're working on. If you have a question that you would like answered on Sweet Bites with Sandra, the podcast, feel free to call 401-216-5059, leave a voicemail, and you too could be featured on the podcast. Welcome back to Sweet Bites with Sandra. My name is Sandra Coltimedisi, and I am so excited to be joined by one of my favorite people, Shannon Bex. <laughs> How are you doing out there in Oregon? I'm very good. Thank you. It's so wonderful to see you. I know. Well, it's been a long time. And Dandy Kane, <laughs> you would know Shannon Bex if you remember her dancing. I think it's for the Portland Trailblazers way back when, then you remember Shannon Bex, but you probably know her most these days by um, something that she's doing in the business arena that has to do with kids and that's called Vooks. So tell us a little bit about this 
new venture because it's relatively new and how you got started with it. Absolutely. Well, thank you for having me. Books is actually, it's a streaming service for children's storybooks. We're the first of its kind. And what we do is we license content from publishers and rights holders and we bring books to life. It's the actual storybook. And we do the illustrations and the font and text. Everything is exactly like you would read a book, but it has slight animation. It has read aloud, read along text, which help with focus and literacy. And yeah, it's kind of a guilt-free screen time because a child is actually reading a book. We call it chocolate covered broccoli. They don't really know it's good for them. Nice. (laughs) And it's not to replace, you know, story time with your parents or your grandparents, but it does offer an avenue for parents to choose a better screen time than YouTube or just an animation or a full, full length feature film. These are average of seven and a half minutes long. And the desire for us with books is just to inspire the love of reading and create lifelong readers and kids. How did you get into this business because you don't have kids, number one, and I'm, (laughs) I'm assuming that this is your baby anyway. Um, anything that you can take away from being in the spotlight and say, put it into your business, any kind of like tips or tricks, because I know that a lot of people who listen to the podcast are also maybe in the entertainment side or maybe new people to business. So new business owners. So what can you say you've taken from the performance and entertainment side and kind of like put right into your business? Absolutely. I have a lot of little (laughs) nuggets of information and I'm constantly discovering that myself. You know, I hear I came from the entertainment industry as a platinum touring recording artist and never did I dream I'd be venturing into something like this, which actually I co-founded this with my brother and one other business partner. My brother has three kids. So that's where the idea started to spur from. His oldest loved to read and his youngest couldn't stand it. He's like, but she finishes videos. So how can we make a hybrid? Like, how can we get her excited? So, and we officially launched in 2019. So I was transitioning kind of away from the touring and trying to transition into this leadership role at books where my job is to handle all of the procurement licensing. So I negotiate the deals, which is very similar to when music was physical sales were going away and streaming was becoming popular and that finding that rhythm for the music industry took a good 15 years to find their cadence. And the publishing industry surprisingly is kind of facing that same turmoil of meeting the customer where they want to be met. And they're used to subscription models. They're used to their tablets. They're digitizing everything. So not replacing books, but making sure we don't miss that generation being distracted by digital is kind of the main goal here. So for me, I jumped right into this as one of the um, co-founders into investor meetings, into uh, pitches to get funding for it. So I'm sitting in front of boardrooms of very established business people. You know, I have to admit working for Diddy definitely prepared me for those intense drop of the hat questions and moments. We also had to educate yourself before walking in on what the heck you're even talking about. You know, CAC, customer acquisition costs, ROI, return on investment. Like you also had to prime yourself with language. So you really understood what was the banter that was happening and the importance of churn and um, stickiness in the market and all these, you know. Retention. and Retention. Yes. yes. Retention. <laughs> And so wait, I have to interrupt you really quick. Did you call Diddy for advice? Oh, no, no. no, no. (laughs) I got enough lessons from Diddy. I'm good. Hey, you know, he always treated me well. He always respected me. He always said I had a head on my shoulders and I was, and he trusted me. And I think those moments built that, you know, level of, okay, I can walk into this freaking penthouse and 
San Francisco and pitched to this VC firm, venture capitalist firm. So it's just that roller coaster of the unknown of the, of the industry, even getting on stage, as you know, and is, is the music going to play? Is the system going to go out on me? How am I going to hold the audience's attention for the next five minutes? So being a performer, thinking on your feet, not really letting them know when you're sweating, <laughs> don't really tell it on your face. All those things add up to just, I think, that they helped support me when I walked into this, this room and this world. And also being a female co-founder for a company is, it's pretty rare too. So that alone set me apart. So I just, yeah, embraced it, soaked in all the wisdom I could, but definitely relied on my cat-like skill. Reflexes. <laughs> that, that you have to get in this yeah. business. Even on interviews, you know, you don't know what, you know, questions not fling at you and then how to flip it to where they're getting what they want, but they're not necessarily, you know, it's just all of this that I'm, I realized definitely prepared me for this role. Well, and you have so much experience, you know, under your belt in this industry, but I wanted to ask you because we mentioned your previous reality experience and I'm calling this episode, the remix <laughs> just because, because I feel like you've had, like when you said your cat, like it's, it's, you do have nine lives. Like you have been in the country scene, in the pop scene, in kind of like the, not EDM, but in the like um, dance scene, you know, as far as music is concerned. And so you've shifted. I, I don't want to say you're shapeshifter because you've maintained your, <laughs> <Brilliant>, maybe. <laughs> you, you've had it, you, you've taken away of keeping yourself true to yourself, but also reinventing, I feel like, you know, when you've had to pivot. So where do you get that from? Because there are a lot of people who listen who might say, I don't know when, you know, when, when COVID hit, like, what do I do? How do I pivot? When, when, um, you know, the market shifts, how, what do, how do I respond? Like, what, what do you think is the best way to kind of reassess yourself and then take a moment and go to the next place? Like, what's your process? That's so powerful. And I definitely went through that. And I could sense in my inner being that a shift was coming. I mean, I was approaching 40, um, which happened this year. And then it's not that scary. It really isn't. Um, And I, I think internally, I was even adjusting myself like, what am I, what am I really wanting? Cause life goes by so fast. What have I already accomplished? What can I say? I feel thankful for and a bucket list and, you know, I don't need to try to repeat and reciprocate like what has already happened. Like there's also, I think, a danger in the entertainment industry where we have successes and because they were attainable, we need to go after those again. And they became our, they become our target again, because we knew how to get there in the first place. Mm-hmm. And that can get you stuck as well. But so it was more of an internal journey. I went on, I actually hired a, a life um, career coach at one point, just to kind of talk out my thoughts and my voice. I felt like I was kind of losing my voice and what I was wanting, you know, I'm married, been married for 17 years. I've had, you know, great journey in music, but music was also kind of my other relationship um, and all the relationships inside of that. So really music became who I was and an entertainer and a dancer. And I'm like, but that's not me. Like that's what I have done and what I do. But so we're so wrapped up in what the day in day out training and the blood, sweat and tears to accomplish these goals. That's what I was like, really trying to get to the bottom of like, okay, I know I have so much knowledge in this industry. Okay. I could go on and maybe coach in this industry. I'm like, I don't really have that desire. I could be a dance teacher. I love kids, but I don't have the desire to be 
a full-time dance teacher, open dance studio. So I really had to weigh my own internal wants and be okay with possibly letting some people down and not, you know, out of ill intent, just out of, I really do, you do need to unselfishly make sure you think about yourself because in 20 years, 30 years, not everyone in your life today is going to be in your life tomorrow because you're never promised tomorrow. So all of these swarming thoughts and you know you can always get with your friends and hash out things over a bottle of wine or two or your family but they're usually gonna like lean towards your wants or maybe their wants for you and so that's why a a personal life coach counselor was not prejudiced in any means they just were meeting me for the first time and they got to really just help me put my boundaries find my voice even with my husband we we dug into I realized I I didn't want kids and at least my own. I'm more open to adopting. And that was a conversation we had and that discovery I made through that journey as well. So yeah, it's definitely taking the time to focus and understand journaling. I used to hate journaling, but now I do it every day almost. almost, almost. And it, it just really helps you shift through, okay, what am I just saying for other people? they want me to say, (laughs) you know, what am I really intending? And yeah. Yeah. Well, so, I mean, there, there was so much in that, that I'm just like, I'm learning so much, but I, I remember chatting with you, I think on email years ago, it was maybe in the like 2012 ish. And you were looking for a business to run at that point. And you were, I feel like you were doing a little digging and searching at that point. And so when you came upon this idea with, you know, kind of hashing it out with your brother, you know, what's the first thing you did? Cause I know there's a lot of people who, you know, listen, who maybe are new business owners, like I said, but don't know the first thing to do. Like, what was the first thing you did when you were like, yeah, that's a great idea. What do you do next? Absolutely. I mean, the, the idea that there was nothing else out there like this was number one, okay, this is a good idea. So it was just kind of baby steps to test the market. Because we're a streaming platform, we, you know, took smart risks. So we'll, you know, we started out with a white label solution to test our streaming platform to see if there was even a stickiness in the market. For me, I knew my role was evolving into acquisitions and going after licensing because that was very similar to what I understood in the music industry and reading contracts. And I had still an amazing industry lawyer who's still by my side to this day. He's one of the best things that happened to me in this world. Um, he's great. And, and um, so I really dug in to learn what I could, because though there's a, there's a system I knew about music and where the rights laid and how payouts happened, but then there's a whole other structure inside of publishing. And then you have inference and then you have territory rights, which music does too. But so just understanding all the complexities and gaining wisdom. So finding those mentors or those people that are in your field or the field you want to go into listening to podcasts. I love Guy Raz's podcast. How I built this. He also has wisdom from the top. So many great nuggets of wisdom that even if it's not in your field, you will definitely garner something from it. Yeah. Well, so you, you dug in, you learned a lot. The one thing that I took from that is you didn't say no to yourself. And that's one thing that a lot of people do when they don't know if it's a great idea or they don't know if it will stick. They go, ah, I'm not going to (laughs) try because it's either too scary or they don't know what's going to happen. Like, what if it, what if it does stick? Like, then what do I do? You know? So I'm happy that you went like, "Ah, I'm just going to do it, you know, like full speed ahead. (laughs) 
What is something that, you know, two or three things that you think are the keys to your success in this particular field? The two keys, you know, my definitely, and I didn't mention this before, but definitely just the wisdom and experience I gained in the music industry. Never did I ever imagine I could apply it into such a different world. It's similar, but it's so different. And then, you know, honestly, my faith (laughs) gets me through every day. And there's, I'm, I feel like so thankful for this new experience and the chance that I have to walk into another chapter. I know that doesn't open itself up for everyone always. Um, But I was also searching for it for quite a while internally, and I was ready for that shift. So I think being ready, being, it is scary, but it's never going to feel, oh yeah, here comes another cloud. Let me just jump on it. Like, it's never going to feel like, you know, to me, like even making the band and when I did fame with Debbie Allen and like country music, all the random stuff I've done, it's always been a bit of a step of faith of like, I'm going to try this. And if it doesn't work, that means it wasn't meant for me. And sweet, that means there's something better. Cause I thought that was going to be really good. <laughs> but if that doesn't happen, that must mean there's something even better for me. So I really just relied on that. Like, Hey, I'm going to do my best. And if it doesn't work, I did my best and I give it my all and you know, I'll, something else will come along. Well, so are you, are, are, because I know you had said that you're adding the text and you're doing um, some of the animation and are you voicing some of the books yourself? I actually have voiced more than I even realized. (laughs) I was Um, wondering because I had heard a few, but I'm like, is she doing it? (laughs) It's funny. There's a one. um, The first one I did was called Where Are You? And it's this cute little Is and Norb characters. And we're actually expanding on the series. And um, that was my first go-to moment. And I always wanted to do VO work, but it's definitely hard. It's definitely challenging to come up with all these characters. Um, And then there's a great company called Slumberkins. They do these beautiful little plush toys, but they are um, educators and counselors and therapists by trade. So they, they've created these social emotional kind of characters and stories that you can get kids to like connect with different, like angry feelings or scared. And one's called sleepy sloth. And I voiced that and my team's like, yeah, when I need to go to sleep, I just listen to Shannon's version of sleepy sloth. And I'm like, Great, I put you to sleep. That's nice. Okay, I have a soothing voice. All right, let's move on. But it's been fun. Um, I haven't been able to do as many lately because we've got some great talent. Yeah. Well, I I wondered. I'm like, she's got a great voice. I wonder if she's putting it to use in that that uh, genre. So now we have Kate Winslet on a title. So I've kind of been outshine <laughs> in the VL world. <laughs> <laughs> well, so I wanted to ask you because I know that you have so many stories that you could tell backstage stories. But so what is one that you can tell us about, you know, an experience that maybe you took with you, whether it might've been terrifying, you know, I don't know if you've been hanging from the stage somewhere, or if you have something that's inspiring or, you know, just one of those moments that you, you think back and you're like, wow, that happened. Gosh, I think I have one from each category, multiple, (laughs) multiple ones from each category. I think the most like awe-inspiring, like heart, like filling moments are that connecting with the audience and when the fans are singing and then you just, you're there and you're connecting and you're touching them and you're like, yeah, I worked hard and this is for you. Like you're sharing a piece of all your hard work. There's just such a, they have such an appreciation and just, you can feel that. So just soaking in those moments on stage, there's probably many pictures of me just standing and looking and breathing. And it's funny because Laurie Ann, 
who was our choreographer for Danny Kane, had mentioned like, you don't always have to be moving. You don't always have to have every little count hit and da 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 da. She's like, look at Michael Jackson. Like Janet, even Janet does it too. Like there's just this presence and like just absorbing that moment. And there's such a powerful thing that happens when you allow yourself to be still. And when you allow yourself to be still on stage in front of thousands, it's this interesting just climatic moment that I just, I got it. I get clicked from me and, and um, it, it makes you also appreciate that moment. There's so many times when we were walking to the Madison square garden stage or before my first game as a blazer dancer, like before walking out of the big, you know, arena and just purposefully taking it in, smelling the smell and hearing the sounds and just being still. So that's definitely a a big one for me. <laughs> nice. Well, so she is agreeing to stick with us for extra bite. So um, make sure you stay tuned for the rest of the episode on Sweet Bites with Sandra, and we will be right back. So I want to tell you a story about one of my favorite music videos that I've ever done. And it was a music video for Evacuate the Dance Floor by Cascada. And that was so much fun. I think we rehearsed for a few hours doing some choreography. And I think the choreographer was Dan Carity at the time. And we, re- we actually filmed in one of the nightclubs here in Hollywood. The choreography was fun. The one part that I have to say is we did this part over and over and over, and we literally hit the floor. (laughs) That was a terrible laugh. Um, We literally hit the floor over and over and over. And I was like, "Mm, my body the next day was was not loving me. (laughs) But I really, really loved that dance. I loved it so much. And I got to be with some friends. And and so I don't know, I just feel like when you get on set, and you literally have fun, and it's a party, that is the best kind of gig. My moral of the story is, if you love something, go do it. Because (laughs) when when you have those moments, I know that most music videos, you are sitting around for hours. And, and, you know, you do maybe two minutes and that's it. But this one, I just felt like every single time, maybe it was the song, maybe it was the artist, maybe it was just the whole combination of it all. But this particular one, I was just like, I was having a blast and I will definitely put the link to the music video in the show notes. And it stayed in my head. That song, I don't know. I think you probably have heard it. And if you haven't, once you hear it, it's going to stay in your head for a few. But I hope that you dance at home this holiday season because I know the clubs have been closed. And that's one of the reasons I wanted to tell the story. This is your way to put on, evacuate, we're going to call it the living room. And put this song on and make your living room your dance floor. And I hope you have fun because I had so much fun making that music video. Are you looking for a webinar platform that really has your back? For me, I do a lot of webinars and I do a lot of lecturing and speaking. And and I really feel like I need something that's simple. I don't need something that's complicated. I want something that's able to take my message, distribute it, have a live option, but also be able to automate. For me, Webinar Ninja does the trick. And I definitely highly recommend it for you too. So if you're looking for a webinar platform, check out Webinar Ninja on my software solutions page. Just go to www.sandracoltonmedici.com 
forward slash software dash solutions. On this episode of Extra Bite, I wanted to introduce you to one of my longtime friends. I've known her for years. Her name is Jennifer Lynn, and she is a singer-songwriter that I first met when I was living in Seattle, Washington. Now she is living in Germany and living her best life. <laughs> um, so take a listen to and view, um, there will be a video as well on the blog, www.sandracoltonmedici.com forward slash blog, and check out Extra Bite and my interview with Jennifer. For Lynn, also on Extra Bite, because we also have to have a sweet reward and um, a sweet bite as well. So I am featuring my friend Sarah Lee. No, not the brand, the person. <laughs> so I actually went to grade school with Sarah Lee, and we used to call her Pound Cake. <laughs> so um, she actually had some really, really fun pictures of how she has reimagined Rice Krispie treats. So check out the blog for that. And the sweet reward this time, I am going to be having a contest. So if you tag me on Instagram or Facebook or Twitter or wherever you live, just make sure you hashtag Sweet Bites with Sandra Podcast, Dr. Sandra Colton Medici, and Extra Bite, and you'll be entered to win a $25 gift certificate to Target. So I love my Target, <laughs> and I hope you do too. It's the holiday season. So make sure that you check out the blog with Extra Bite and all the goodness over there and enter to win that $25 gift certificate to Target. Thank you so much for tuning in to this episode of Sweet Bites with Sandra, the remix. <laughs> I loved having Shannon Bex on the episode and talking about her company, Vooks. And I hope you check it out. I will put the link on the show notes and remix your Rice Krispie treats on Extra Bite with my friend, Sarah Lee, and all the goodness that she put into her Rice Krispie treats that have peanut butter and jelly. I mean, who would have I mean, I've never even thought of that, but they look so delicious. And then also enter to win and I will see you on the next episode. Yay. <laughs> Bye. You're listening to Sweet Bites with Sandra with your host, Dr. Sandra Colton Medici. Follow on Instagram at Sweet Bites with Sandra and Dr. Sandra Colton Medici. You can also join our Facebook group at facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash Sweet Bites with Sandra. If you would like to sponsor an episode of Sweet Bites with Sandra, make sure to send an email to info at sandracoltamedici.com. Include in the subject line, be a sponsor.